0: Oh, 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 oh,
1: i M, coming to you from Santa Fe, New Mexico, Mexico in the land of enchantment. I interview view. people from all parts of the world about what happiness means to them. Everybody what are they in love with? In the same we'll give you a key to happiness to include in Everybody your life. And course, with we'll play a happy rim. tune from my live Celebrate Happiness Roadshow. A smile doesn't cost you anything. Today we're talking with Paula Francis, a happiness walker, a writer, and an architect of peace and happiness. As a mother of three beloved grown daughters, Paula has always looked to improve the lot of society and co-founded Gross National Happiness USA, all of which led to walking around the USA talking to individuals and community groups about happiness. To quote Paula, The trek became a personal pilgrimage as much as a project, a journey that changed me down to my DNA. Wow. Welcome, Paula. I'm excited to talk with you about happiness.
2: Oh, thank you for inviting me, Sandra. It's a pleasure to reconnect with you.
1: Yes, that's been a long time, hasn't it?
2: Yes, I actually walked into Santa Fe and um, met you there years ago now, but um, you were one of the, the people that I met that have stayed in my life um, since, since the beginning of the, the walk. So thank you so much for staying connected and keeping the focus on happiness.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I believe that happy people make happy choices. That's my tagline on everything I do. So I want to say to you the first question that I always ask everybody before we get into all these wonderful stories I'm sure you have as you walk around the country. But first, tell me if you would and my and the audience, what does happiness mean to you? I mean, what is is it a passion that you have? Um, how would you Talk about it. Well, the way
2: I talk about it is um, happiness being more
1: than just a
2: simple emotion, positive emotion, but something that's more sustained, like a contented Mm -hmm. state of well-being. That's how I talk about and think about happiness. And in the happiness research field, they call that eudaimonia so when i when I walked around the country uh, talking to people about happiness, that's that's where I'm reaching. I'm reaching for that that essence
1: of what really sustains our well-being. Wow, and what did you find? I mean, the various people have different types of interpretations of that essence? Oh um,
2: well, you would think with the diversity of our country that it might be all over the place, but mm-hmm. actually, it it wasn't at all. We we end up having pretty much the same values. And wow. my my vision of um, for the Happiness Walk was to identify our. Our values in this country much like they did do in uh, Bhutan which is the um, where gross national happiness was birthed and when I heard about mm-hmm. GNH I said oh my gosh this has to be here in the United States but it really cannot be the same as what's in Bhutan we need to find out mm-hmm. what the values are here in the United States so I went about asking people, um, and I, I started with the question, "What makes you happy?" But that really wasn't getting to the answer, the deep answers that
1: mm-hmm. I was
2: seeking. So we we ended up talking more about values, and ah, uh, yes, because what. What I found in my research was that when people are living their lives in accordance with their values, they are more likely to be happy. And those that get distracted from their values tend to be struggling with happiness. And unfortunately, you know, the things that people say they truly value um, aren't always what we're able to focus on or people feel able to focus on in their lives. And those things that um, people say are important aren't really that surprising, Sandra. There are relationships and our connections, of course. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, But also our psychological well-being. And in that category, I put love. And oh, Of yeah. course, that's connected to our relationships, but it's also connected to all the other things in life um, that that we love, the environment, the animals, um, that sort of thing. So education, culture, our community, vitality, our health, those things truly matter to people in a very consistent way way, according to my research, but the most, uh, um, the thing that really surprised me and hadn't been mentioned in other happiness research, as far as I know, was Mm -hmm. how much our spirituality matters to us. So the more we are aligned with those, those values, Mm -hmm. and the more that we uh live out our lives in accordance to those values. I think these are the things from which happiness arises.
1: That's really profound. I mean you know, I think you no know, everybody that I've interviewed has not connected values necessarily with happiness, but they have connected their passions, what they have passion for, whether it be their work or their relationships or their um, interactions with day to day living. The, sometimes it's very simple things that people are passionate about, and then a lot of people are very creative and so they're passionate about their art and about their music. And then they go from there. They'll say, like, I'll, I will interview a musician and they will tell me that your music is. The essence of all things, you know, that type of thing, and that they love music, and it opens the heart, it opens the soul, and uh, connects them to the unknown. Uh, literally, one man did say, connects them to the unknown, which to me is sort of the area of spirituality. Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: I would say that's true.
1: I w- and I w- I
2: would say that um, following your passion is incredibly important because what you're passionate about is to me the the what you're meant to follow in this lifetime mm-hmm. at least for the moment you know as as much as it moves you to follow that passion um because sometimes that changes over time but that's that yes. that to me is what when you're following your passion people talk about being in the flow Right, being in the flow yes, of yeah. life. And that is about being absolutely present in the moment. It's where no time exists. And to me, mm-hmm. that takes on a spiritual bent, if you will. Yes. You know, just being absolutely present with what is in front of you. And, and following your passions is a way, it's, it's it's a, a path for,
1: for doing that. For doing that, yes. So did you have a passion for, I mean, how did you come to the idea that you were going to, as you say, start a project where you're going to walk, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you walk to every state in the United States? Not every state. I think in the end it turned out to
2: be thirty-five states. Okay. Um, so it was oh. I circumvented the 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 country. I didn't hit every single one of them, and and that wasn't the intention. In fact, it wasn't my intention to to walk ten thousand miles at all. So my oh, passion. Ten thousand
1: miles? Wait a minute! Passion. Wait a minute! That just went very quickly. You did ten thousand miles? Yes.
0: Join Sandra M. at her live performance of the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow, a toast to love and happiness in life. It's an uninhibited musical adventure, Sunday, February 4, 3 p.m. at the Santa Fe Women's Club. Our next adventure is guaranteed to awaken your happiness vibe. Celebrate with upbeat rhythms, love songs, special guests, and fun stories, some told by you in the audience. Enjoy Todd Lowry, Sandra's musical guest and accompanist, singing his happy and hopeful originals. To celebrate happiness with Sandra M. and the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow, email Sandra at SandraMcKnight.com. Stay tuned for ticket information and save that date, Sunday, February 4, 3 p.m., to celebrate happiness with Sandra M.,
1: And how long did that take you? Well,
2: I did it all in sections, so I didn't okay. do it all at once. Uh, because I never set out to do this; it was something that I, I, um, I it came to me as as I was following my passion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, mm-hmm. it just built and built into this larger project. So for me, my passion and my passion remains, doing my part in this lifetime to bring more peace and love into this world. And when I I heard about GNH and having that as a metric for determining success and progress in a country, I thought, oh, this is a way this is a way mm-hmm. to move closer mm-hmm. in my view to peace and love in in this country if we really focused on the things that matter much like for an individual to focus on the things that matter to them their values so it's the same for an individual as it is for a country that was my thinking so in order to un, to to figure that out what these values are, what should undergird our our policies and practices in the United States, I needed to ask people that live here. So it we I started with a short walk actually with a friend walking from Vermont down to Washington, DC. And it just grew from there because the conversations were so amazing so impactful, and I felt that the conversations themselves were as important as the data that was being collected. So one thing led to the other, one leg of the walk to the next, and eventually I just kind of threw up my hands and I said, okay, it looks like (laughs) I'm just going to change my life around a little bit and walk around the country, which is What I did and I ended up, I started in 2012 and I ended in uh, 2019, um, oddly enough, right before the pandemic hit. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was able to finish this project and then spend the 2020 uh, reviewing and analyzing the data
1: and then also writing a book about it. Right, and I was just going to bring that up. 18 pairs of shoes you wore out, I'm assuming, 18 pairs of shoes. Is that why it's titled that? It is titled that. It's also the most common question that people
2: ask me when I met them for the first time. How many shoes have you worn? And, Uh oh, you are the first person to know this. I just today finished uh, editing an audio book this two of eighteen oh. pair of shoes so that should be
1: available in a couple of weeks that was exciting oh me. absolutely i'm I'm a great audio book listener is it going to be an audible or all the all the major places so that we can Oh, I, I believe business?
2: all the major places, this is a new venture for me. I've never done this before, so um, my mm-hmm. assumption is yes, that will be true. Of course, it will be on Amazon, that I that I do know. Right. But I do
1: believe on, well, on
2: some of those other outlets, yes.
1: Well, Amazon is audible. That I know, right. Okay. So I'll be able to listen to it instantaneously. Right. Wonderful. <laughs> because... Yes. Uh, can you give us a little tidbit uh, because I'm interested in, you said, okay, the stories that you were hearing from people you know, going from Vermont to Washington, D.C. were so interesting. It wasn't just the data, like they value this, they value that, and that's another thing. Do people in, say, the East Coast value different things than the West Coast or the mid Midwest, or are the values basically the same? That's question one. Question two, could you share some of these interesting stories that just we'll find out when we listen to your audio book or read it? <laughs> well, you would think that maybe there would be differences around
2: the country. And what I found was there really aren't, that we mm-hmm. we typically value the same things. And that's the list of you know the relationships and spirituality, etc., that I talked about, and that was rather consistent. How we talk about them may vary slightly according to region, yes. um, mm-hmm. but and I and I think that's that's good to know because I think we need to have an uh, an open heart, an open mind, and listening well to people to hear the commonalities of what we're saying rather than mm-hmm. going to the differences and trying to find, mm-hmm. you know, to dissect, you know, how how things are um, not con- not connected when m- mostly we are connecting.
1: Yes, in, most of us tend to have good relationships. Yeah. Yes, yeah, right, right or happy relationships, so peaceful. Like the Dalai Lama says, I mean, he inspired me tremendously. I I follow him on the Facebook, of course. He's on the Facebook, can you imagine? And he does, (laughs) I mean, I listen. And then through the Mind Life Institute, which he has been connected with for a long time, Mind and Life Institute, I should say. And so he talks about, he says, we have 8 billion people on the planet, and most people really want to be peaceful and happy. They really do. I mean, that's just a basic thing that people want in their life. And so now the question is, we need to get there, right? We need. And so you're basically saying that on your walk and talking to people, you found that there was a great deal of commonality, right? Yes,
2: but people didn't feel that. People people have not not everybody, but there are some people that have this. Um, Perspective that we are very different, and that um those and they allow those differences or perceptions of differences to mm-hmm. to um, get in, get in their own way, basically, so right. the conversations that we had, the ones that kept me going day after day after day were the ones that. Kind of stop people in their tracks to be reflective and to look at their own lives and whether their values are really being played out day to day and 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 to listen to people who might say things a little bit differently might have different perspectives on life and to see that what the Dalai Lama says, we are mostly wanting the same things, so how do you make that bridge between um, what we want, and then taking the steps to get there. And when you see that, you know you there are uh, you have a lot of partners on this earth wanting to move in that mm-hmm. same direction. You know, we we just need to have the will to take those steps forward.
1: So you definitely have the will. I mean, obviously you went to Bhutan. You were very changed, I would imagine, or inspired by the way they lived there. I've been there myself, so I equally was inspired. I never would have come home. I was interviewed by the uncle to the king on the radio there when I was there. And, you know, he said to me, why did you come to Bhutan and so forth? And I was answering. And then I just sort of spontaneously said, oh, you know, if I could stay here, I would never leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And He was sort of taken back, and he said, why is that? And I said, well, I just feel like it's home. I feel very, very comfortable here. And he said to me, well, you know, our society is built on cooperation, not competition. And that's one of the big things, that people can relax in the fact that they, he didn't use these words, but in my mind I was thinking, yes, you always feel that someone has your back that everyone in the country is working together to achieve whatever they're going to achieve. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have issues, that people don't get cancer and other issues. You know, there's trauma that happens, but nothing on the scale that happens in our country. So, I just felt very comfortable and open, and then, of course, I'm a great lover of animals, (laughs) a great lover of animals. I could say that 400 more times, and, of course, they are so connected to the earth and to the, um, the, you know, not only the earth, but the environment that they live in and the animals. They don't kill animals, et cetera. I just thought this is like a paradise.
0: We invite you and yours to an intimate 14-day happiness journey to Bhutan, the lost kingdom of happiness, coming in May of 2024. Experience the magnificent beauty, magic, and mystery of this ancient culture that calculates the gross national happiness of its people. Happiness, Bhutan style, is an adventure of a lifetime. Go to BhutanLostKingdomTours.com and click on Special Tour Packages to download your itinerary for Being in Love with Life, A Happiness Journey to Bhutan with Miss Sandra McKnight. And remember, celebrate happiness with Sandra M.,
2: Felt is what I felt. The familiarity of um, the values. Again, I think it's you saw it played out in front of your eyes. I I truly believe we can do that here in the United States. That we don't have to travel around the world to see it. We can create those same conditions here. And like you said, they're not okay. ideal in Bhutan. They're certainly not ideal here in the United States but we can work to creating those conditions here. But we, but we need to start talking about it and having dialogue about it and, and affirming what futures we want together um, and not abdicating our will or control to external entities or, or people right. or governments. We need to take charge of that and And create it on an, on an individual basis um but that ripples out what you do ripples mm-hmm. out um, and and can create real positive and sustainable change
1: but you have to Absolute. you have to believe that's possible you have to believe that's so, possible okay, so now how would you think that we could? or people in the country i believe what would make people believe that's possible in your mind i mean you've traveled you've talked to all the, a lot of people they want to do these things you've written a book about this uh, is there any kind other than the data that we've collected the data has to lead to some kind of action right i mean that's why well, we collect data
2: exactly well that is absolutely
1: the hope
2: um I am a true believer though that change starts with the individual. It starts yes. with myself. And I if I am living in accordance with my vision in my heart mm-hmm. and being a kind and loving person myself, then mm-hmm. you know, I can't expect any anybody else to behave that way if I'm not behaving that way so it has to start on a person by person level so getting to to sweeping changes in the country I think the conversation is another place to start and, and that is what inspired me along the way is having these conversations where people would, people would Tear up with having these, just talking about the things that really mm-hmm. mattered to them. So it's it's we've got a great desire for positive change. Um, so I think the more that we we share that vision with one another, the more it'll grow. The more acceptable it will be to have these um shared visions and then from there who knows what can happen you know i believe in the power of magic that that from those positive conversations and events and communion with people that we can make small changes maybe but sometimes they evolve to larger ones
1: i mean that's a, so Mm -hmm. go
2: ahead no i i I, no i just think that we're we're not taught very well in this country to have these deep conversations we're taught more how to debate with one another and and that's (laughs) so that that leaves one person being right and another person being wrong it's It's too much of a dichotomy as opposed to bringing together of
1: our visions, which is the place I think we need to go. So this has been a fascinating conversation with you, Paula. I so appreciate you being here. And I just thought maybe you have some last words to say about believing. Because, you know, I'm trying to think of what is it that, oh, in the Macy's Day Parade (laughs) on Thanksgiving, right, they have all, the most enormous sign that you can even imagine, right, and it says believe across the front of their building in New York City. And I just think to myself every time I watch the parade, right, and you see all those floats coming down and the bands and so forth and so on, and then they always have a couple of shots of, of this sign, "Believe, believe," and that's such a powerful word, right? Because if you believe in something, then you seek after what you want. Is it? Am I wrong on that? What do you think? Well, a belief is nothing but. Um
2: having thoughts that are consistent and long term they they turn into beliefs so uh-huh. if you if you have a thinking that is antithetical to peace and love you know that can that can be a strong right. belief as well so what what i feel we need to do what or well, the last thing that i would like to say is that we each have the ability to choose happiness, that we don't have to wait for somebody's declaration that you can be or outer conditions to support um, us being comfortable or or having a sense of positive emotion. We don't have to wait for that. We have to choose ourselves. Mm-hmm. To be happy and then live that way, feel it and take action based on that. So, uh,
1: so true. Yeah. Like I think it's, I would say happiness is an inside job, right? It absolutely. You yeah. have,
2: absolutely is. Yeah. And from Thank the inside so job,
1: yeah, the the outer will happen. Yes, exactly, exactly. And we've learned that from the pandemic. I think many people, having to be in your house for two years, I do believe has given people a lot of time to really go inward and think about a lot of things. And so I know it did that for me, and I have a lot of friends who feel sort of feel the same, I thank you so much for being on Celebrate Happiness Roadshow and expressing all your thoughts and ideas about happiness. And, I mean, you have actually walked 35 states, did you say? I think I wrote that down. Yes, 35 states and spoken to people and the whole concept of connecting values and choosing happiness and then taking action. Thank you so, so much, Paula. Well, thank you, Sandra.
2: I really appreciate this conversation. And I appreciate and all you And we're going to do. get your
1: book. You're <laughs> okay. welcome. I, but we want to get your book, right? Okay. What is it again? 18?
2: 18, 18? 18. 18 Pair of Shoes, Adventures of a Happiness Walker. It can be found on com, And also on Amazon, right? And on Amazon. Yes. hmm
0: Weekly Keys to Happiness, number 15, get into nature. Spending 30 minutes or more a week in green spaces can help lower blood pressure and tendencies to depression. Your green space could be your neighborhood park, your own backyard, or a rooftop garden. Anywhere you can appreciate some nature and fresh air. Better yet, Add some outdoor exercise for an extra happiness benefit.
1: Newsflash. Remember to sign up for your personal copy of the Keys to Happiness. It's easy. Go to sandramcnight.com and click on Keys to Happiness. Thank you for tuning in to the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow with us, and if you enjoyed the conversation, please help build our happiness community by sharing this podcast with friends and family. And before we go, I'd like to thank today's guest, Paula Francis, the happiness walker, for sharing her happiness story. To share your happiness story on the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow podcast, send an email to Sandra at SandraMcKnight.com.